Welcome everyone to True Life Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ale. We will be discussing true life events as well as those relating to relationships, parenting, and the oh-so-mysterious bedroom questions. Don't forget to follow True Life Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Go ahead and send us a DM or post a comment with any topic or questions you would like for us to discuss. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps. And make sure to tune in on Wednesdays for upcoming new episodes. And hope you enjoy the show. And welcome everyone back to the True Life Podcast. Uh, I know we were absent last week, but we are back. And another hump day here. I uh, is Mike here, your host. And hey guys, it's Ale. <laughs> welcome back. Sorry we uh we were we were missing last last week with the episode. Uh, it was it's partially my fault, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it it happens. It's part of a true life here, you know, yeah, the events that um, happen. Yeah, I, I think uh, I partied a little too hard the weekend before we recorded the episode. So um, I had a, a little too much karaoke mixed with uh, alcohol and no water whatsoever. I think it was oh. those uh, tequila sunrise you were uh, <laughs> letting everybody know to have. I think you had one too many. <laughs> I think I had um, the tequila without the sunrise. I just had a straight tequila. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of dried out my throat um, and pretty much messed with my my voice. It might be a little off still. <laughs> Wow. So sometimes even the, the experts of drinking uh, can have a, a hiccup here and there, huh? Yeah. Um, I tend to always uh, drink water before bed whenever I drink. And that night, uh, I guess uh, I forgot. <laughs> well, it, it was a long weekend. So, yeah, I mean, so. I guess you can uh, you're forgiven there, you know, mm-hmm. for not drinking your water. And yes. So drink water people <laughs> make sure to drink at least a glass of water before bed <laughs> <laughs> yes yes stay hydrated <laughs> yeah i remember when i used to drink uh back in my uh early days uh i guess i, I didn't i didn't i didn't get all that uh back then you know and the older you get it's like you don't want to drink because uh the recovery time is is it takes longer it, it does i think we didn't i don't know if because um we had more time to relax as we were younger to recover you know sleep in and all that now that we're older life is just hey you gotta get up and go or deal with the kids or go to work or just do stuff so you don't really have that time to really recover from it <laughs> to fully recover you're yeah, right it takes a now it takes more than a day to get back to it <laughs> well i didn't even need a day i just needed a, a nice cold shower and i was ready to go <laughs> back in the days now i i kind of needed uh, two days uh just to just to start getting out of it big old slump that i'd be getting into instead of a hangover i'd get a slump mm-hmm. i mean now i when I don't get enough sleep, I wake up and I feel like I'm hungover. And 
it's just the not sleeping so now when you combine both it's like whoa your body's like what are you doing to me then you add the the singing and all that uh, really messed me up <laughs> no no you, you gotta take care of your voice because not only yeah. do you have a, a singing career but you have a podcast career here too yes, yes. you know because our listeners have been waiting for your episode yes sorry guys i had to take an extra week <laughs> <laughs> to recover from that one <laughs> whoa big recovery there yes so how strict were your parents uh growing up uh, they were pretty strict, really, really strict. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> are you as strict? Are you as strict as them, or you feel that you have kind of shied away from that strictness? Uh no. I think I I'm not as strict. I'm more laid back. I do get on my kids' cases about certain things that I do, you know, expect them to do. But I'm more laid back. I'm more relaxed than I think than my parents were. Than your parents were? <laughs> I don't know. They're still young. So we'll see once they get older. That's when the real um, hard part comes in, I think, as a parent. Once they get older and start wanting to go places. And mom, can we go here? Dad, this and that. And I think that's when it becomes a little more you got to be strict with them about you know going out or who they're hanging out with what they're doing well i i didn't even get the opportunity to hang out um my 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 parents were they were so strict that i i i have i could have friends over but i couldn't go anywhere uh i barely was able to sleep over at a few cousins house uh other than that i didn't if it wasn't if I wasn't in sports, I was in school, and if it wasn't in sports or school, I was at home, nowhere else. And I didn't get that freedom until uh, I was a grown man. Well, I didn't even get to sleep over at anybody's house growing up. Even um, once my brother got married, I couldn't even go sleep over to their house. That's how like strict they were. They were like, no, 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 no. You come home and you sleep in your own house. <laughs> so there was no, hey, it's late. I'm going to sleep over here. My cousins or my brother. It's like, no. I remember um, growing up, we lived literally right next door to my aunt. So my cousins would come over. But my mom and my dad were always a little more strict than us going over there. It Although was, it was next door? Yeah. Wow. They were weird about that. They're, they'd rather everyone come to their house. Than vice than, versa. Than, yeah. I don't know. Um, they're just like that, I guess. You know. Maybe uh, they, they, they like... Uh, maybe they're not like people that go out a lot and they'd rather people visit them. They're not. They're, they're, they were never... Well, that I recall... They'd rather be having visitors than going, going, out. going to people's houses. Yeah. Even now, as they're older, um, they don't really visit us. Like, you know, they have six kids. Um, you know, we're, ma we're married and stuff, but it's rare. It's only on special occasions where they're, when they make the trip. We're usually the ones that go to their house. 
<laughs> yeah, true. Um, I I remember growing up. Uh, although my parents they they do visit a lot of people, but I don't know. Maybe our 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 home was a, a party town or something because everybody was there all the time. <laughs> uh, to the point where I. There was no need for invitation. Everyone was just there every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday, you know, the carne asadas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it, it didn't matter uh, if we had, visitor, we had uh, visitors or not. Uh, my parents were extremely strict. You know, you couldn't do anything wrong because uh, like, like our last episode, I mean, you know, chancla or something would come out flying. They wouldn't care, you know. Well, like with me, I have four brothers and a sister, but I have three older brothers and a little brother. So when it came to me, uh, my mom, once I got to my teen years, she was like, no, 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 you're going to go ask your your father for permission. I'm not going to give you the yes or no, you know. Because I don't know, she was worried that what my dad would say. So he, she always left it up to him. Like, you, you give the, the okay because I was the, the girl, I guess, you know. And so every time I wanted to do something, I remember always being so nervous to go up to my dad. And then he's the type of person that, if it's a no, he'll just straight up ignore you. So it was kind of like. I'll go and be like, hey, dad, and start, you know, make a conversation. And I'll be like, oh, you know what? You know, this is going on. Um, can I go? It's from this time to this time. And I would already have, because I knew he was going to ask me, like, who's going to be there? Who's going? What time? Blah, blah, blah. So I already had everything planned down, out. Huh? But there was times where he would just go, mm, mm-hmm. And then that was it. Like, I wouldn't get an answer. So the first times I'd be like, Okay, so uh, is that a yes or no? What? <laughs> uh, but as time went by, I figured that if I had no answer, then that was a no. That was a big no, no. Yes. Huh? Um, I remember going to school dances. I would ask him like if I could go, and eventually he did tell me, "Yeah, you, you know, it's okay to go." I remember one time, um, my friend, we lived, she lived like around the block from me. And so she was like, oh, um, I need a ride, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So we picked her up. But of course, my dad, the person that he is, he was, he dropped me off early to the dance. I don't know if he figured that if he dropped me off earlier, he could pick me up earlier. But I was like, no, there's a time frame for the dance. So... But anyways, uh, we got there or whatever. And usually dances, I think they would finish like at 11. So he would expect me out of the dance before that. So I needed to be out and in the car like at least 30 minutes before it would end. But I remember that one time um, we were all wearing heels. So, of course, the girls decided, hey, let's take them off because we're dancing. It's dark in there. Here comes the time, and I'm like, oh, man, we got to go. My dad's outside, and we can't find our damn shoes. Uh-huh. There's all these shoes. It's freaking dark. Everyone's pretty much wearing black shoes. So by the time we get out there, 
I felt so embarrassed because my dad was pissed, you know, and um, he went off. He, you know, he started talking mess to me, like, and I was like, I didn't do it on purpose. But it was so embarrassing because my friend was there. But it was those those things that um, I guess made it strict. Like even getting out of school, I had, you know, a certain time to to get to the car. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be like, what are you doing? You know, what took you so long? But now I think as a parent, you kind of understand somewhat, you know, maybe they, our parents took it to, you know, a little too much. <laughs> but I think you kind of understand that you just want to protect your kids. And it's kind of scary to let them out to the world and not know what they're doing 24 seven. In a way, I, I can uh, agree that it, it's a scary world out there, regardless if you have kids or not, um, especially with with the world time that we live in now. Um, but unfortunately, we have to let them kind of, you know, stumble across a couple of stuff on their own and for us to just be there for support. Uh, so do you feel that you're going to be uh, as strict as your, your father or your mother with uh, either of your two kids? I'll be chaperoning those dances. <laughs> so you're going to be worse. <laughs> no, no. I think um, you just got to pretty much, you know, kind of give them good advice and have them, you know, see the world the way it is, not sugarcoat a lot of things. Just, you know what, uh, be careful, you know. And then there you know, my dad would always tell me, you know, whatever you do, um, at the end of the day, you're going to be the one that's going to have to deal with whatever you, your actions are. You know, if you go out there, you do this or you do that, you're the one that's going to have to deal with that, you know. Which he wasn't lying. I mean, if you really think about it, if you would have gone out there and, you know, who knows what, maybe twisted another ankle or something like that, you would have been yeah, limping. I, I did do that a couple of times and I dealt with it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, anything you would have done, you know, either physically or emotionally someone else or to yourself, you would have you would have been the one living with that. Mm -hmm. So he yeah. wasn't wrong. Which was really good advice. And I think it's advice that I would probably pass down to my kids because it's something that's true. You know, everything that we do, you know, at the end, we're the ones that have to, you know, especially us um females you know we go out there and as teens and if it happens that we get pregnant um you know there's times where you know the partner whoever you're with might walk away and you're the one that has to deal with the <laughs> you know responsibility of everything so and now uh, you know us having girls it it is scary so you kind of have to you know talk to them and that's where the talk breaks down into different sections you know <laughs> and just kind of make them open up their eyes and be like you know what and be careful out there because things that happen you're gonna have to deal with you know yeah um to be honest with you i don't I didn't even get to experience a whole lot of dances except, uh, you know, prom, the big old prom, right? Other than that, I didn't get to experience a whole lot of dances because my, my mother, 
uh, she wouldn't let me. So although I was a guy, uh, I it was just a whole different type of uh, strictness, you would say. Um, although I had a little bit of leeway for other stuff, but for dances or, or being out too late before I was uh, grown, that, that wasn't going to fly. Uh, and it didn't matter if it was a school event or anything. Uh, it, it wasn't flying with. So, I, I mean, it's I guess we would have to uh, balance uh, you and I as far as dealing with our kids for something like that. Uh, because I don't know exactly what goes into those dances or what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Especially so. now, like, I don't know. I think it's changed. Things have changed so, so much from when we were growing up. So, you know. Yeah, because I doubt that there's a, a group of guys on one side and a group of girls on the other side and yeah. no one's dancing. And like, like in our days. just standing on the wall and nobody dancing. So, no, no. See, oh. that's why I'm a, I'm a chaperone those days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's, but even like my parents, I remember you, when we started, you know, dating, y- you wanted to go out and stay out late. And I was like, nope, I can't, I gotta go home. You know, it was 10 o'clock and I was already like, oh, it's getting late, you know? And, you know, it, it norm the norm was like whoa what you're already you Girl know woman. yeah like i was already what like 23 20 yeah 24 23 i don't remember yeah you were in your 20s give or take so by that age you were like what why do you gotta call home why do you gotta let them know where you're at or why do, why do you have to get home at this time you have to ask permission to stay out late i was like yes yes I think until we got engaged, I think it's when they they gave more of a. And even then, I think uh, they we we still had to be home by midnight or something like a that. A certain time, yeah. Uh, they were always strict. I think even now, sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, where? Are you? I called you. Where were you? What were you doing?" It's like, "Mom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just checking up on you. Yeah. So. Or at least that's what she's. That's, that's what she, she calls that's it. What she says, yeah. But I mean, I, I get it. Um, I get why they could have, you know, why they were so strict because you want to protect your kids. But then I do think that at certain situations they took it. They might have taken it a little overboard. <laughs> Definitely, I can agree with that. You know, and then others, I think it was more of actually. Um, talking to us about why they didn't want us to do certain things it was mostly a no 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 or a no answer whatsoever and you're just stuck like uh okay you know and other times they would be like no i don't like that friend Mm -mm." and they wouldn't even give that person a chance and it's like mom she's cool like you know so now it's it was like, well, I think I would want to get to know my kids' friends, even though I might not like something about them. I don't know. I think uh, uh, in our culture, we're very uh, judgmental that way. Mm-hmm. And we, due to past experiences or something like that, we judge people. 
without even knowing them, mm-hmm. you know. So I think our parents and sometimes ourselves, we look at someone it's like, oh, look at that person is, 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 is bad influence or that person might be bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see where they were coming from because to this day we do it at times without, you know, self, without conscious, you know, we just kind of do it. And um, maybe se nos pegó, you know, from from them, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, they were always putting us in cautious mode when they were like saying, always watch who, who your friends are or mm-hmm. uh, make sure that you know who's around you, you know. So they were always putting us up in alert. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. I mean, um, you know, there is a saying in, in Spanish that say. Dime con quién andas y te diré quién eres. So, um, depending on who you're hanging out with, that's the image that you might portray to people. And it might not be it. You might not even be close to being... You, you're just cool with them. Well, I, w- I, I was always judged due to me having... I have lost my hair at a very young age. And people would look at me and it's like, Gran cholo, ese es un gran cholo, you know, <laughs> and they were like, I, I don't even know what I all know. that is, you know. That was like the first thing my mom was like, no me vayas a traer un cholo pelón, and this and that, and here it comes, oh mom, um, I want you to meet so-and-so, he's coming to the house, shows up, uh, yeah, he's bald with a goatee, shows up with his sunglasses, and my mom's just like, uh okay <laughs> big old beast <laughs> yeah but now she's i think she defends you now more than me she's always on my case be nice to him do this and i'm like oh, God. it's because i'm a lovely person yeah so. now she defends you so but yeah uh, on another note uh we're gonna go ahead and switch it up a bit uh, we're gonna go into our relationship topics which um it, today we're talking about fights how we get into them how we deal with them how you know they make relationships a little more you know tense or whatever you might you know think but the fights the big uh dilemmas that well especially at a uh at the beginning of a relationship um it it either sets the pace to the relationship it can break a relationship before it actually get off the ground um or make or it can make it stronger depending on how you deal with it um i think our first fight was wasn't even early on but whenever we did our have our first fight which I can't quite remember what it really was. <laughs> I've been trying, but I think that's kind of what set the pace because you weren't someone that pushed back at me. So when you didn't push back at me, when I was really upset and I was able to calm down, maybe recollect my thoughts and then where we can hash them out, it it, it was different than other relationships I had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if you could remember our first fight or how probably what we dealt with it. Not really. Like, I may remember fights, but I can't remember, like, the f- 
first fight. I know when we were dating, we didn't really have I, that I can recall. You know, <laughs> fights. I know people are probably like, "Yeah, you guys are lying," but no, I I can't. I think it was that we we were so cool with each other, and I think our our characters and just our us we we connected so cool i think we didn't come into any actual argument not you know arguments or issues until we were dealing with the whole wedding stuff where it was uh very tense and and it wasn't even us it was i think everyone else putting that pressure on us and then having each other put pressure <laughs> on one another you know, that one family wanted one thing and then the other wanted something else. So I think that's what made us at that point, you know, have clash you know, more. Yeah. yeah. But um, I can't really at the while we were dating before marriage, I can't recall an actual like fight because we usually tend to mellow each other out if we don't like something we were always really comfortable telling each other oh no i don't like that and the other person was very understanding so i think that's the thing that was good with us that we felt comfortable giving each other our likes and dislikes and the other person would take him like oh okay cool you know it wasn't a, a yelling or fighting type of thing you know even when we did after marriage you know it was like small things that i think it was more of stress building up and then any little thing we would just like it would add up and it will explode explode i remember um dealing with like work and then being pregnant and then coming home and doing stuff and just like you would leave something like a cup or you know not take out the trash and i would just like feel like exploding you know but now that i think about it it's like oh my god it was so stupid but it was just the buildup of all that stress or being tired and pressure that i think adds to the the conflict or the fighting yeah um like i said i don't i don't recall at least while we start while we were dating until we were engaged and then when when we were engaged i mean i've always been a a super hot fuse and i guess that's one of the reasons why i never really had long-term relationships and when when you and i clicked it was so different um but how how would you say we have dealt with fights that could help others out there i think that we tend to um like depending on whatever the issue or the problem is um there's always one of us that tries to calm the other one we it's very rare when we both start going at it like as it is i'm not a person to start like yelling or screaming or you know i may talk shit but i'm not a person to you know, <laughs> start slamming like screaming you know usually if i get mad or something i'll go and i'll start cleaning 
<laughs> well, let me get. I know. I know how to <laughs> keep the house clean now. Get your man. I get away, start cleaning because I know myself. I don't. I think that I'm scared to say something and then regret it later, because I'm the type of person that if I say something, I'm very blunt and sometimes the way i say things can come off being very mean and sound like i'm being a bitch and stuff and i don't want to come off that way i do hold back i think with us maybe with other people i might not care and i'll let it i'll say it but i know when it comes down to us i do try to i think that's why i shut down and i stay quiet because i need a moment just to you know what let me breathe in, breathe out, and mellow out, and then I can talk about it. And then that's when we usually, you know, we'll sit down and we'll discuss it. Or, you know, we do have our arguments here and there. We've had them. But usually that's that's what happens. It's after we cool down a bit. And it's, it's rare when we do it when we're really hot-headed we just give each other this look and we just stay quiet and we stay away from each other until both of us are calm and then that's when we um we talk about it i think that's helped or it helps because you if you have an argument when you're really really you know heated um people tend to say things that later you might regret you know, or just say it on the, how they say, in the heat of the moment, you know, just to piss them off. You'll say something and later on be like, shit, I shouldn't have said that, you know, my bad. But you already said it. And so I think, you know, people, you know, we need to try to calm ourselves down a bit before having a discussion with our partners I know sometimes it's hard because um, you just want to go and, you know, yell at them and talk shit because you're so pissed at whatever, they, you know, might have happened. But I do think it's best to, to discuss things once you're more, a little more cooled down, not in burning. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when when people are hot-headed, you know, they they say something and then the other person gets hurt and although sometimes you get over that particular fight that stays behind right you've already said it you can't change it mm -hmm. so then on the next fight they're gonna have something that they want to you know take out mm -hmm. and it probably has nothing to do with the first fight but you already hurt their feelings on the first fight so on the second fight, they're not they're not gonna have their guard down. Mm -hmm. So then things are gonna get worse. So I I can agree with you. Sometimes cooling down, um, a little bit and walk away, but don't make it a habit where you walk away because the other person might take it as they don't care, right? Mm -hmm. So you you gotta find a balance as far as when to walk away. And one to be like, you know what, if you fucked up, just, just admit it. Because there's times where admitting that you're wrong goes further further along than, than picking a fight. Because, there, I mean, anyone can make a mistake, even yourself. Mm 
Um, it doesn't matter what the error is. It's more of how to find a common ground and fixing it. Mm. So that's kind of what I do. Like when you and I are, are fighting, whatever, I'd rather ignore you because it's only going to last as much as I ignore you. So I kind of give you the silent treatment, although you're giving yourself the silent treatment yourself. <laughs> but so we both end up staying silent. <laughs> yeah. But but although I might be upset at you, I'm always trying to find something to to bring us back to, to us, you know, bring us back to the fun part of the day or because I'm always at work. So I can't always be upset. You know, I can't be mad. I can't be mad at you or my kids because I hardly see you guys. I'm always at work. So I, I, although I get mad, you know, or upset at some of the things you or the girls do, I try to just kind of push it past that because you guys are more important than the fight itself. So I think that when you're fighting with someone, you should weigh out your options. Is the fight worth it? Is the person worth it? And if the person is not as worth it as much as the fight, then fight. You know, mm -hmm. put your gloves on and get in the ring and get it on, you know. Mm -hmm. But if that person, it is worth it and you actually feel strong feelings for them, then find that common ground that's going to work for everybody. Find that perfect moment, like you said, where you guys are both not extremely hothead, you know, and can have a more civil conversation as far as, hey, you know what, I didn't like this or that or you know hurry up and pick where you want to eat you know because those those can turn into fights sometimes mm -hmm. where people don't know where they want to yeah, eat i don't know you pick <laughs> <laughs> you know not eating anything yeah because <laughs> some one one or the other can't make up their mind so uh like i said just find that common ground if that person's worth enough your effort put a little effort into the relationship otherwise just move on, you know, just move on. There might be someone else that you're going to put that extra effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, once the fighting comes and you start going off the topic and just saying things to each other and partially you start kind of losing respect for one another at some point. And when it comes, when you get to that point, it kind of... Um, makes it hard for for a couple you know to come back from that because now it makes it easy for you to just say things to each other yeah and once the name calling starts and it's not your particular name then it, it gets harder to to have respect for one another because like you said now i can you know say it ain't gonna be a cute name it's gonna be a disgusting name and it just came out of a fight mm-hmm and like I said, those words, although they don't break a bone like they used to say, they 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 stick around. They do. And then the last thing you want to do is um, it's say if you have kids and then do it in front of your kids because you never know what's going on in their heads, you know, yeah, we're, or we're, what they're thinking. We're definitely going to touch on that particular s subject at an at a further episode. Um it's been actually requested from some listeners mm -hmm. that we touch up based on something like that, where how fights uh, from from 
from the parents affect the kids mm-hmm. and how kids or might view it you know or us like what what do we think or how what do we think growing up whenever we viewed a fight or someone fighting like um you know because sometimes we're so heated or when in whatever relationship we're in that there's times where you forget that there's a kid there and they're listening you know to everything you you're arguing about you know I know that we tend to, whenever we just stay quiet, we do not argue in front of our kids. It's it's just one thing that we try to avoid. It's hard sometimes, but yeah, uh, we, we do try to avoid that because the last thing you want is for them to say, oh, I can, I can find a man. Like if I do it, they're going to say, I can find a man that, that treats me that way because that's how my father treated my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, so things, little things like that. But one of the things that I, w- I want to touch on how to deal with the fights or your first fight is even if you're not the person that was wrong, apologize because the fight itself, uh, you're part of it even if you're not the one at fault. So try to, you know, reconcile from both sides and just apologize. And and if that first, like I said, that first fight kind of sets the pace to the rest of the relationship because otherwise it could turn into a toxic relationship, which we've covered. We've covered good relationships and now how a fight can determine which route your relationship will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, because once you do it once and start insulting each other, it just becomes easy af- after that. So you don't want to be in a relationship where it's constant fighting and um, insulting each other. And it, it it just goes back to the whole toxic thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and sometimes, uh, which another topic that that we're going to touch on part of relationships is outside sources that are causing your relationship to fail or to turn into a toxic relationship mm-hmm. or a unpleasant one. You know, that's been requested. Um, but I know that if we would have had our first fight and you would have been a, a super hothead female, uh, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here, you know, a couple of years later down the road because too hot although a lot of people don't know i'm a big hothead person really (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i'm I'm a super (laughs) super hot-headed person but i can control my temper but when i lose it there's hardly any hardly ever coming back from it Mm. so although i'm a hothead i don't think i've lost my temper with you yet so which is a good thing. I don't know. think neither one of us has really gone we, off. Yeah, and we've lost been ups- our, we've been upset. Our but temper. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah, I I try to not let that side out of me to really lose it because I think we're both very once we're we're mad and actually 
pissed, it can get bad. So I think both of us try to stay away from that <laughs> section of ourselves. <laughs> no, we know we know you could be a little mean, you know. You know, we'll tell them the story when I had uh, back spasms, how you treated me from time to time. I'm not mean. <laughs> I'm not mean. No, I give you massages, try to help you, you know, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll let the listeners decide if you were mean or not at times. Um, I can be. I, yeah. Don't ask my family. <laughs> don't, don't question none of them. <laughs> Hey guys, so we're back at the bedroom topic and today we're discussing how to t- discuss with your partner your likes and your dislikes. Especially after hopefully some people did their homework and actually, you know, <laughs> went through the masturbation on those last five days on the last last episode we had for masturbation month. And now you know what you like. Now we're going to talk about how to relate that back to your partner. Yes, because it's very important. I mean, you don't want to get stuck and, you know, have your partner not fully do what you want or do something that you don't want. You know, you have to be able to uh, express what you want and how you want it. (laughs) Yeah, but how how do you... I guess, how do you break that that ice, right? Do you tell them, hey, I masturbated and now I like this? <laughs> or, or I did it better than you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or do you do that? Do you, you know, put their, their ego down? So how, how would the best way to do it? I don't think it, it's good to bring their ego down because then that's going to make them very or might make them self-conscious or more you know like oh man feel you don't want them to feel bad or not want to even try or do certain things because of it you know um you do have to find a a certain way to do it um it's gonna be hard to do it when you're in the bedroom maybe when you are and in the morning you can you know nicely in a you know nice sexy voice you know uh just let them know like oh can you do or go here or do this you know not be like hey i don't like that don't do that move over there or push them off you you know you gotta be more gentle with it you know so ease them into it or kind of show them like oh this do this or let's try this or sometimes let's say you ran out of time right because it got hot in the moment and you didn't get the opportunity to tell them, hey, you know what? I like this. You know, so what do you do? What I what I would suggest you do is you guide them. But you, the way you guide them is not by saying, here, give me your hand or, hey, you know, <laughs> do this. Like, no, what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to coach them in a seductive way mm-hmm. so they know they might get into it, but they don't even know that you're kind of coaching them as far as to what you want. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so if they're going too fast, you need to slow them down. And the way you do it is you're going to slow down yourself so they know to slow down. Mm-hmm. Because if you're as rapid as they are and you don't tell them and you never tell them, then how are they ever going to know? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so now let's say you do have time. When when would you say is the best time to tell them? Mm. Well, during the act, um, like you said, yeah, it's. I think it, just tell them, but in a seductive way or you know, in a nice, sexy way. You know, how, how let's try this or you know. But I think it's sometimes it becomes hard to I know even after being with someone for some time, certain things about the bedroom or being intimate with each other. Um, a lot of people don't discuss with one another, even though they're, you know, they have sex. But there's other parts, uh, sections of it, you know, that they might not feel comfortable even to discuss with their partner. And. It shouldn't be that way. You know, you should be able to talk about it in and out of the bedroom, you know, like. Well, I on, I honestly think that in in order for you have for you to have a great um, sex life, you need to be able to talk about it outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're never going to be 100 percent satisfied. If you can't discuss with your partner your likes and dislikes, because guess what? Your partner might be doing something that you hate, but you're going to take it because you think that that maybe even your partner don't even want that. Mm -hmm. They just think that you want it, too. But you're Mm -hmm. going to take it because you you get stuck faking it. (laughs) Right. You know, life is too short to fake it. Yeah. And. I think with us, like, with females, a lot of it is very um, mental. Like, if if our mind is not in it fully, then you're not going to get the full experience and the full, you know, what you, it can be, you know. if And unlike, you know, the males, they go and they get aroused and, you know, and it's pretty much, not that I can say it's easier but to get aroused, but you know it can be <laughs> than a female at times. Um, so I think if if we can't communicate with each other and open up and feel comfortable talking about it, then if you can't talk about it, how are you gonna go and and do it? You know, yeah. and if you can't do that, then you're not really enjoying it to the fullest. You know, there might be. Things that you're holding back and you're not um, experiencing it because you're not communicating with your partner. I honestly think that if you're in a moment and someone is doing something you don't like, instead of pushing them off or saying stop, you know, which you can. But what I would just do is take control, switch it up where where you can take control of what you're doing, what's going on in the bedroom. And then afterwards, just let them know, hey, you know what? That thing that you were doing, 
um, it wasn't comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to tell them you're doing it wrong, you know, or, you know, either way, whoever was doing it, you can't tell them they were doing it wrong mm-hmm. because they don't know any better. So you knowing better about your own body now, you need to tell them, hey, you know what? I didn't like that. How about you try this instead? So always give them a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't just tell them, don't do this, right? Don't chop off their limb. You know, give them something else. Tell them, you know what? Don't do this, but do this. Because this this I do like, you know. And there's nothing wrong with masturbating. We discussed this uh, on our last episode. So maybe do a mutual masturbation where both of you guys are masturbating, you know, so, so, uh, together where and you can so they could see how you get off or how they get off, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you could be like, oh, OK, so, you know, you like that stroke or you like that tightness or whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever floats their boat yeah because it's always good like once you let your partner know like this is how i like it or do this because i like it when you do this better or whatever it's always good to tell them oh so what do you like you know or what would you like for me to do to make them feel not so one that you're learning something you might learn that they like a certain thing that you had no idea <laughs> about and they might feel a little shy or they hold back to letting you know you know so it's always good that once you tell you know what um let's try this because i think i'll enjoy it. it it feels better then always come back and tell oh so is there anything you want me to do or you know just to make them also feel, you know, that they can open up too. Right. Just make sure that you always have that line of communication open. Because just because, let's say, you know, you like this today doesn't mean you're going to like it tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why masturbation is so important. Right. Where you know your own body because mm-hmm. you'll know the difference from one day to another right mm-hmm. and you can discuss that with your partner and let them know hey today i want it rough today you know what i want to <laughs> take it easy you know yeah. or you know what maybe not tonight because i'm tired right mm-hmm. instead of coming up with an excuse where like you say you're faking stuff to get away from the bedroom where that's wrong you know mm-hmm. it always use the truth Mm-hmm. because the truth will set you free is what they say <laughs> uh especially in the bedroom you know i mean and that's the only way you're only going to reach satisfaction by letting mm-hmm. your partner know hey you know what um caress me this way do this to me don't mm-hmm. do this to me because it doesn't feel good you know mm-hmm. um you guys might even step into both of you guys now on the same page and now take it another step further and are going to now try new things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's when the whole adventure of the bedroom starts. <laughs> yes. And like so, <laughs> you know, which we're going to, you know, walk with you guys uh, step by step that uh, that we believe that needs to be discussed in the bedroom mm-hmm. 
from from some of those topics that people like what you know mm-hmm. i i only think about it but i don't talk about it so mm-hmm. why or i do it but i don't talk about it you know why are we doing things and afraid to talk about it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's true i mean and the worst thing that a lot of times they're afraid to talk to the people they're doing it with yeah you know and if you can i i get it you know some people you you know not everyone can well, be it, open. it takes practice it takes practice mm-hmm. it like i've always said uh it's not a one-time conversation right um it's a continuous conversation mm-hmm. where you need to continue uh communicating with your partner as far as maybe you like maybe you know lubrication you know, mm-hmm. which that's another topic that we'll discuss, you know, the type of lubrications that are out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe you guys want to play with it. Maybe you want to try them on your own. Uh, and it doesn't matter what body part you have as long as you get to enjoy it yourself first mm-hmm. so you can communicate your likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Yes, cause it's very important. Um because you want to enjoy it with your partner. You don't want it to feel like it's a chore or, so, okay, let's just do this, you know, or enjoy it sometimes and then not other times, you know, because then it becomes where you don't even want to do it, you know. Um, so I think it, it's always best to communicate with each other and let each other know what you like and dislike. So it's more enjoyable, and the more enjoyable it is, the more that you're going to want to do it. You know, and and that will make the relationship even better, you know, because, you know, sex does, you know, enhance your mood at times, you know, de-stress. <laughs> well, it releases a lot of uh, endorphins. Yes. So, you know, that's, it'll, at the end of the day, it'll make a relationship, you know, a little better than what it it would have been without the communication. Yeah, don't just jump in the bed without letting someone know what you like or don't don't like, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, in order for you to know that, you have to do the work yourself. You can't expect someone to find a map without you drawing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you're expecting someone else to know exactly exactly everything and how to please you to the fullest when you don't even know exactly what you like or dislike so yeah we don't, i don't think any of us came with manuals mm-hmm. uh so there's no manual to read on the person mm-hmm. and everyone's different you know what well, one person might like the other m- might not so if you read something you're like oh this is what they like and then you go try it with your partner and it's like Mm-mm, I, I don't like that you know so you always have to communicate like what you like and don't yeah because um whatever one part one partner likes doesn't mean that the other partner is going to be the same and i think that's uh, a mistake we all make also when there's multiple relationships you think well you know what what uh what their face used to like uh one thing or another why doesn't my current partner like the same mm-hmm. right and it you can't carry that stigma either you have to be able to be able to communicate with your partner hey do you like this no okay how about this you know mm-hmm. um 
and don't get me wrong, these topics are very, very uh, difficult to talk about, mm. but they, it, they're a must. You must talk to your partner about your, your likes and dislikes um, because that's the only way you're going to be happy. And and vice versa, you're gonna make your partner happy because they're gonna they gonna tell you uh what they like and mm-hmm. they don't like. Um and there's nothing wrong with when someone says, you know what, I don't like that from you or I don't like when you do this, right? Don't get upset. Just t- just I would say, Well what do you like? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I wouldn't say you're doing it wrong, but I would say you know what, I don't like when you do this, but I do like when you do this, right? Mm-hmm. So you give them a negative and also a good compliment so they know that, hey, you're not doing everything wrong, but <laughs> you're doing this particular thing wrong. Yeah, or it might be that you just don't enjoy that, you know, whatever it may be, and you'd rather not have it, you know? So um, you communicating to your partner, you know what, uh, I don't really like that i'd rather just do this you know and the you know whoever you're with um you know should try and understand like oh shoot well they don't like it you know okay well let's try something else maybe there's something else they're they're really gonna enjoy you know we shouldn't always um take things too harsh unless that person tells us in a really really mean way yeah (laughs) But um, it's always good to get, you know, feedback on everything. So if you get feedback on whatever you're doing, it just look at it that it's only going to make you guys better. You know, um, learning what you like or dislike from each other. Um, you work on it and it, it only makes your intimacy that much more, you know, enjoyable. Yeah, well, you know... Uh communication is lubrication in the in the in the relationship mm-hmm. it makes things go smoother so i would i would practice um communicating with my partner right and and going based on your likes and your dislikes and not like i said you're going to give them the negatives but you're going to give them the positives not just the negatives and say you you better start doing some work no, <laughs> it, it, it's not. Trying. And and it's always a, a two way thing. You know, don't expect just, you know, your partner to do everything. And then you'll be like, OK, but I'm not going to do nothing. Um, don't expect me to do this. Uh-uh, I'm not doing that, you know, because then it, it kind of sucks, you know, for that person. They're they're trying to do everything they can to please you. But then you're not willing to do the same for them. So that's when it becomes a little more, you know, um, bad for that person. They're just not going to want to do it no more. Yeah. You know, and and also don't don't drop a bomb on them, you know, all at once. Todo un solo no sirve. So, you know, work it up. Do do one one body part at a time or one thing at a time that you really mm-hmm. don't like. Or, mm-hmm. or, you know, hey, if, if they're doing something right, why not give them that confirmation? Hey, that one thing you were doing, that that thing is, is that's the spot. Whatever you're doing there, you know, <laughs> uh, I like, you know, that particular thing. Mm-hmm. 
So there's times where you you may be not with a lot of experience, so you're kind of hesitant to even do things with your partner because you're scared that you don't really know how to do it and so they're like no what if they don't like it or i'm gonna look bad or you know and there's times where you you read stuff you know back in the day you read cosmo or you know you get a little hit you know help here and there or you watch you know shows or even watching sex in the city you know they come up or with or sometimes <laughs> you hear co-workers or friends mm-hmm. or family members um which is rare, right, that people actually kiss and tell, but there's people out there that do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm, I wonder if my partner likes this, right? And you mm-hmm. and you go and you try it, and they might enjoy a piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't get no confirmation, so you you know, you're still in the same boat, not in the unknown. You don't know if your partner likes that or not. And it goes back to the lack of communication. So mm-hmm. the the key to great bedroom time uh, is is always communication to me. Yeah, because um, remember, the bedroom is not just having intercourse. Or there's a lot of sections that surround it. You know, being intimate with each other. And... Once we're able to communicate with each other, how to have those moments, then it's just going to make it so much better. Yeah, well, everything starts in the mind. And the mind will give you that sensation Mm -hmm. across your body, right? Mm -hmm. But it starts in your head for anybody. So... If you're not there or you don't have that communication or you have blockage for either or party, then you're never going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would start communicating today. Yes, please, people. Uh, believe me. The more you communicate with your partners, uh, with your significant others, um, the more you're going to enjoy it and get out of it. And just make your relationship that much better. (laughs) And with that, we leave you guys this uh, particular uh, segment here. And we'll catch you guys next week. Yes. And remember, please stay hydrated. (laughs) Yeah, especially when you're drinking tequila. (laughs) Yes. And singing karaoke, you don't want to hurt yourself. So um, always drink water. (laughs) and we'll catch you guys next time thank you for tuning in to true life podcast you can find us on all social media platforms at true life podcast make sure to subscribe hit like and share to keep up to date with all future contact and just a reminder stay safe cover up top and bottom (laughs) see you next time bye